Hello no, and I, welcome oh, to World Shop, the podcast where we tell stories <laughs> a chapter at a time each week. My name is Cody, soft-nippled Cody. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, just want to explain why he said... He, he said that weird thing. This is Jordan, by the way. He said that weird thing is because we had a cold open that I don't want to release about um hard nipples, and I'm not doing it. And Cody, you can be like, "Oh yeah, Jordan, you should do it." Because no, I'm not gonna do it. So we just have Cody calling himself Soft Nipple Cody. Well, now I um, want to redo the. I'm redoing the intro. No, 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 Cody. How have you been recently? <sighs> Okay, Jordan, I know this is kind of stacking weird on top of weird, but how do you feel um <clears throat> how do you feel about throwing out everything that World Shop is and becoming a React podcast? How do you, how do you Cody, feel about that? Cody, the thing is you ask me this type of question all the time, like how do you feel about throwing everything World Shop is and um becoming ASMR? How do you oh, feel wait. about becoming Speaking a knife ASMR, review, sword review? On. Stop. No, Cody, you know I hate when you do this. Just got to Just do it. Hot stuff. Anyways, drink it a double shot for you, Jordan. Anyways. Uh, also, those things are disgusting. There's way too much sugar in them. They're gross. It's caffeine and, and it. sugar. It's so I don't it gotta it literally, sleep no more. Like, the first time I drank one of those, it literally made me, like, nauseous for the rest of the day, and I, like, almost puked in the toilet. You don't drink coffee, though, so that makes I drink sense. Co- no, I drink coffee, but I drink my coffee completely black. Black only, or a little bit of cream. I just no don't sugar. Even... I don't put I don't put any sugar in it. It's either black with a tad of cream or black. I just don't. It doesn't matter. Anyways, you can hate good things. It's all right. I don't. I just don't like sugar. Well, you know that we don't have to go into it, but you know the thing. Like I haven't drank soda in like five, yeah. nope, seven years. <laughs> I know. So it's like, I'm aware. I cut like that side of sugar out, so I don't really like sugary drinks that aren't alcohol. Okay. Can we get back to the thing that I was doing about the React channel? Yes, Cody. Let's do your bit. Okay, can we do can we do my bit? Yeah. All right. Let's do your so bit. we're we're throwing out everything and re- becoming a React channel. Okay. What are we reacting to? Let's, well, let's try. Let's try it. Get, no, let's try it live. Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get, get on your Discord. I'm gonna send on you something. On a DM or are you get, sending it to the I'm just, World Shop one? I'm just DMing it to you. Okay. 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 We're we're good. We're doing this live. All of this is staying in. We're doing we're doing a new podcast live. Hello, welcome to React Shop, the podcast where we react to things. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. And I'm sending you something to react to. Okay. I, okay. Okay. Oh, you said that's a DM and not on the... <laughs> is that yours? Yeah, that's my car. You you painted your car like this bright, like Joker purple. Did you see the second picture? <laughs> bright. Okay, hold on, guys. Bright Joker purple with the hood and the roof are both white. Pearl white. Start yeah. white. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two tone. Rattle candid purple and white this weekend. What? Okay, question. Why? So here's the thing about me, Jordan. I've, I've, I've traced this out. You're a fool and a traitor. I've figured out how this happens. I'm a person that picks up hobbies all the time, and I yeah, just get obsessed you might be with ADHD. stuff. <laughs> Now, see that I don't know. That implies that I don't. I don't know the the nomenclature, like the context around it, to me implies something negative about myself. Like this no, is something I need negative. to cope with. It's just with. that you don't focus and you don't. Um, you're saying and like you pick up you're tons just of saying like don't. And, what um, I see you is you don't sleep well, which is another thing. 
Well, I think that's related to other stuff, but it doesn't matter. So, um, I didn't Anyways. sleep one night, and I got it in my Shit, head. I didn't sleep one night, so I painted my car purple and white. Well, I didn't paint it that night, but you know, you're sitting there and you're bored. <laughs> Can you, you don't imagine Mandy wake wakes up? She walks walks out to like drive the car to like get the kids food. It's like, what the hell? So what happened was there was one night where Mandy was asleep already, and I was just on my phone, not sleeping as I do sometimes. Um. And I started watching videos of people painting their cars, and I'm like, well, now look, here's the thing about my car. It's sun faded, the clear coat's peeling off, it's a second away from just starting to rust through, and I'm like, I have no reason to not paint my car a garish color anymore. Like, those reasons are gone. It already doesn't look good. It's been totaled twice, and I have been paid in insurance money as much as I spent on the car. Which is to say, someone ran into the back of me and did 3000 well actually they did $5,000 of damage to a car that I spent $3,000 on. Insurance totaled the car and then gave me $3,000 for having had my car totaled. Um, so, I don't know if you know the way that works, like if you total your car and want to keep it, they give you all of the money for your car minus salvage, so if they just like took it to a junkyard... So the okay. salvage for my car was $250. So basically mm-hmm. they gave me like 30 some or like three yeah what, like 30 some hundred dollars the car, right? and then no 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 my car's paid off. I only have I only oh. have I only have liability. It was the other person's fault. I got rear-ended. Damaged the yeah. rear end of my car, but it runs fine. Um so the when you, if that happens, the insurance company they'll either pay for the repairs or if the repairs exceed the value of the car they the give you the value, value of the, the car, car. Okay, and the if you value wanna, of the car, not what you've so paid. Right, right. So the value of my car was like three point two hundred dollars, you know, three grand, and they take off two hundred dollars for salvage because I wanted to keep the car, right? So instead of cutting yeah. me a check, they gave me a, well, they still cut me a check for three thousand dollars and let me keep the car, right? So it's like, okay, I'll just keep driving the car. I like my car. I don't want to get rid of it. So, anyways, um, yeah. Uh, I painted my car purple, uh, with Rust-Oleum. <laughs> uh, oh my if you're, god, you use Rust-Oleum. I used Rust-Oleum and clear coat. spray paint. I use spray cans, yeah. Do you want to know how much it costs to paint your car over yourself? Um, probably like $36. Uh, in paint, I think I was looking at probably $40 in cans of paint, $20 is in right, clear coat. right, rolls buddy. And then roll of tape. <laughs> tarps because i had to tarp the whole car oh off. yeah so i was just thinking about pay, like just the rust the purple sub so if I, got, I would say about 100 yeah 100 sub 100 dollars yeah that's not bad and about a day and a half of my weekend yeah it uh do not paint anything white painting stuff white sucks because yes, everything shows up underneath of it so in yes, that goody. picture the hood doesn't look bad if you get really close to the yeah. hood Mandy you're, has got it. Get out of here. Yes, please, please. The- Mandy. Get out of here. Wait, no, hey, hey, no. Stop hitting Join the mic. Don't, no. don't, hit the, don't hit the mic. Just let your wife talk. Don't hit the mic. I don't want to. No. No, the, the issue here is is not that he decided to paint his car. That's fine. The issue here is that he woke up one morning and was like, hey, I'm going to paint my car. And See? I'm a planning person. So I'm like, wait a minute. What do you mean you're going to paint your car? <laughs> Uh, tell him I about already the, had a plan. Uh, tell him about the wall. What wall? The wall that you knocked down in the kitchen. Oh! Just... 
that, that I, I, lo- I love get, I love getting Mandy on the show because that, that was like perfect of just like that is not, dude this dude's it crazy. Was, my point though, it wasn't bad. My point is that it was the same thing though. We came we home. wakes up skills. one day no, no, and no, is no. like let me tell let me tell what happened no. here because she's mis- <laughs> she's misinterpreting what happened. Here's what happened. We had talked about removing a wall in our kitchen, right, and doing some remodeling. So I got a quote. We've been talking about this for a long time. So I got a quote to have a guy come out and remove a wall. And it was insane. It was like $10,000. Like $10,000. Nuts. It's it's a small, it's like, it's like four feet of non-load bearing wall. It was a thousand. It was not. It was. No. It was not a thousand dollars. It was a thousand. Wow, I should have just spent a thousand dollars. At the time, I was pregnant. Yeah, this is yeah, something yeah, that yeah. like we had just talked about doing. Yeah, we come home from church one day, that yeah. one Sunday, and Cody's like, "I'm just gonna take down this wall," and he starts taking it down. Doesn't tell me anything. I did I just, tell you. No, I just came in and you were knocking down the wall. <laughs> no, I told you I was gonna knock the wall down. How, home how, how absolutely no, manic did that have to look? She comes in, ah, taking down this wall. I maintain that how absolutely how. Absolutely manic that must have I been. I maintain what happened how was abso- how absolutely manic. We were leaving church and I went, I think I'm just gonna knock the wall yeah, down today. Cody, Cody, and no, I I believe Mandy because I've seen you and how you get on certain projects and certain ideas. I've seen you before. So I under I believe Mandy on this. Then one. I told her, like, hey, look, just go upstairs. Don't come down until I'm done. <laughs> look, it's look, you, look, don't, you don't need you don't need to be here for this. Mandy, it's gonna you don't, get you don't need to, much worse. Yeah, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. So I was like, just hide and don't watch the process where there's half a wall and like studs. Um but yeah, it was fun. I got to knock a wall down, you know? Um Okay, anyways, but is what else do you have to say about the car before we talk about nerd uh, stuff? Uh the worst part is taping the car. Takes yeah, I bet a lot of time. See, that's the thing is like I don't do projects Ooh, like that because boy. that side of the project is where I lose patience and then I do it badly and then it doesn't turn out the way I want and then I get mad about it. Yeah, because that's it, it, it. It's not that it's like takes super amount of skill. It takes patience and like if you do it wrong, you have to redo it and that's more patience. And I do not have that within me. What? I'm a very, very. This needs to be done the first time. This needs to be done right. And if it doesn't get done right, we're not doing it. I would say for me with painting a car, I would totally do it again. It was really fun. I might repaint my car a different color at some point. Um, finding out how easy it is, because it really wasn't that hard to get. In my opinion, like I look at my car now and I just smile. Like every time I see hey, it, I'm just hey, like, audience, this is, this is getting cut, audience. So I'm sorry. There's going to be like a blank spot where we go back to normal. Maybe Cody's going to be laughing after this, but it's just, this part's going to cut. First of all, it's not purple. It's grape. Um, so get it right. <laughs> The the rattle can doesn't say purple. It says grape. I want you to think back, and this you should leave in, Jordan, because Jordan just asked me why I would do this, right? And yeah, it's an important I'm question. It's not purple. It's grape. So we're starting from it's not purple. It's grape. It's not purple. It's grape. Anyways, yeah. um, so I want you to think back to yourself as like let's say a ten year old, right? Maybe six. You have you have you have toy cars. Maybe you're playing Gran Turismo, right? Or like Need for Speed. Maybe Grand Theft Auto. I don't know wh- when Grand Theft Auto got car customization. Did you at any point in that time think to yourself, what I want is a gray car or like an off blue sun faded car? Or did you always paint your car garish, crazy neon colors? So, Cody, I I never. 
So I never did card customization because I knew it would never turn out right. But what I will say, I watched a lot of that show, Pimp My Ride, and I, okay, I apologize. I see why you painted your car purple and white. Because at some point, I look at my sun-faded blue car that's, like, basically now just, like, dusty colored. And I'm like, it doesn't gotta be. They sell paint. It's cheap. Like, if I, I ever visit you again, I'm not riding in that car. I'll ride in Mandy's car. Oh, why not? It's so fun. Oh, I'm, I'm going crazy, too, Jordan. I'm getting underbody lights. Oh, do you know how cheap underbody... <laughs> Jordan, you can yeah, get if you full... Yeah, ins- if you install them yourself, it's very cheap. It's $30. Yeah, if you buy them yourself, it's very cheap. Okay, now, that's, so that's the question ev- is... That's everything. If you do it yourself, like, if you cook, like, you can go to a restaurant and have this big meal prepared that's, like, $100, or you can cook that same thing for, like, $25. Sure. And then the other half of this now, well, I got into this other thing, which I'm glad this works out to being too expensive for me to do it. We Um, need to talk about my stuff soon, but anyways, keep going. Do you know what the difference between a supercharger and a turbocharger is? (laughs) I think so, but I don't want to talk about it. So a turbocharger is driven off the exhaust of your car. A supercharger is easier because it's driven off the belt of your car. Yeah. So I was looking up like, okay, You're not putting a supercharger. Also, guys, Cody's car is a van it's like a honda odyssey no it's a pontiac vibe which is a toyota matrix actually a very popular tuner car as it happens uh a very popular tuner car if you get a stick shift do you know how much it costs to replace the transition on my car the transmission on my car to make it a stick your car is still a minivan but anyways what do you know how much it's a hatchback jordan it's not a minivan it's basically it's basically a honda you don't know anything about cars (laughs) I know more than you know. You're a mechanical engineer, and somehow you don't get the difference between a cool hatchback and a van. Get out they of my life. They look the same. They both look like trash. Not it's anymore. Now mine SUV, looks like a grape. It's either SUV or it's like sedan. You don't do hatchbacks. This is why I'm putting underbody lights Coops on my car. Also suck. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Can we, can we talk about my stuff now? No, please? I really want to finish this thought. I just want to finish okay. this thought. Just, uh, okay. So. Um, where's I go with it? So I got on this kick where I was like, okay, how cheap could I get a supercharger for? So, so it's like 300 bucks. You can get a supercharger. It could potentially add hundreds of horsepower to your car. And I'm like, now you're saying a whole lot of right things. They're like, they're easy to install. And I'm like, go on. They're like, they're terrible for your fuel economy. And I'm like, I charge my mileage. I don't care. Um, and uh, then I, uh, Watch someone review this $300 supercharger that came from Wish.com, and it halved the horsepower of their car. Jeez. That's why you don't ever shop at Wish. What are you thinking? So if I wanted to supercharge my car, I'd have to spend as much as the car cost. So uh, instead of doing that, I'm glad you're not supercharging your hatchback. No, no, I'm not. But I, I might get a subwoofer. Okay, we're done. We're done talking about this. You've talked about this for 15 minutes. We're done. Oh, I want to vinyl wrap my cu- my motorcycle now. We're done. So the- Jordan, do you want to guess what we're color we're I'm done. on Cody, vinyl wrapping my, done. Car, my motorcycle? This re- reaction shop is over. Hello and welcome to World Shop. Real we're quick, not talking about one, the- one guess. This is not car shop. What? What, Cody? I want you to guess. One guess. Humor what am I guessing? I honestly I'm gonna wrap my I'm gonna wrap my motorcycle because that saves the paint underneath of it. But it's a hundred dollars. I don't care. A hundred dollars. What? No, what color am I planning on doing? You're doing flames because you're a jackass. No, hot pink. (laughs) I'm going to do hot pink and white, yeah. 
I'm excited. Hello and welcome back to World Shop. Reaction and Car Shop are over. We're never doing those segments oh, we ever do again. We should start doing Car Shops again where I talk I'm, about all I'm, the stuff. I'm doing. I, mean, I will jump off my balcony right now during Do you want to hear show about me rebuilding carburetors? No, we're, can we talk about anything else? Anything else? You're a mechanical engineer. How does this I don't give a crap, you? Cody, what I am. I don't care, Cody. And I can tell I'm echoing in this apartment. I need to put up some soundproofing, but I don't care. Do you want to talk about your sun-faded RAV4? <laughs> What I want to talk about is, Cody, I beat Cyberpunk. And I wanted to talk about that for more than four minutes, but you get you give me four minutes. Because I'm okay with that because your, uh, like, chapter parts of the episode last three times as long as mine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, because I'm more descriptive than you are. But anyways, <sighs> so, Cody, I beat Cyberpunk. And can I tell you, I I told you right before we started this that I was annoyed at the ending because the it's just, it. this was the first time... I did a romance in a video game because it actually we had that romance in video game talk. And this is like the first time it like truly felt like a natural thing. It's like I'm spending a lot of time with this character. It's like it makes sense. And this character has the same interests. Like we're both like tech people and all that. And so therefore it would make sense that my character would fall in love and like have a romance. It, that whole thing made sense. I go out of my comfort zone and I have a video game romance. And then in my ending, she freaking breaks up with me. Over something that I did not choose or control. What I chose was to live rather than die. And then she's like, nah, man, I don't want to live in Night City anymore. I don't, you've been cold to me the last month. I, we don't talk anymore. It's like, I didn't choose that. I didn't make, I didn't make any of these choices. Honestly, I would run away out of Night City with you if you asked me, but the game didn't give me that choice to do that. It was just like, Hey, you're a legend now. Um, you lose your girlfriend and then you go to space to die. And I'm just like, what is even happening? Uh, you get, you're, you're going on one final mission for this guy who, like for Mr. Blue Eyes, who claims that he could help you out with your problem. And so you don't know if you A, complete that mission, or B, actually do get help out for that problem. If you do complete the mission, you just go to space to potentially die. Now, okay, I'm going to say this is like, I'm remembering this now as a kind of sore spot with me with this game. So the game starts and like the crux of the game, right, is you're dying. And yes. it's like, it's like a dying bar that they like some bs like how dead you are that yeah it's, just it's, a, it's, a, percent me, it's a percent meter in the thing yes game progress but it's a percent meter throughout which the game. is total bs because you could drive around in circles for 50 years and never die yeah right? I, I played this game for close to 60 hours yeah and um yeah percent meter stayed i think about 40 the entire time yeah so it's stupid but whatever like i get it it kind of annoys me that given that the whole game was wrapped up in are you going to live or die they don't answer that question at the end no, and I'm no like, not even that but they say it's like doing all these missions and doing everything that you do you're still going to die well it's not they give you a hint that in that pan and hold on no hold on it's they give you a hint in the pan and in the that maybe she found someone who can help you they give you a hint in the ending that i got that maybe like you do this mission and this guy can help you they give you the hit in the takamura ending that like oh yeah arasaka can help you live but the thing is after you do the thing and you either choose to have Johnny take over the body or you choose not to have Johnny take over the body, you are going to die. That is the fate that nothing you did changes the fact. Something you can do in the future might, but nothing you did throughout the entire game changes the fact that you are going to die. And that is very frustrating. It's not frustrating to me that you fail. I, I kind of wish that it was just like you die. Like I would have been way cooler with dying at the end. Because it's like, the, I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. It's frustrating because like what what you said is true. Nothing you did mattered. 
Yes. That's true. Not because it's like nothing you did mattered. You died anyways. It's like, no, you did so much stuff on the road. And you kept thinking this was about I want to live, but it was really always about helping all these other people and you decide to sacrifice yourself. And if you right? think about and if you think about it that way, it's great. That's that's cool. Makes but sense. That's I not the way they ending. present it to you. That like is not if the you, way it's presented. Like in my ending, if you just like died in Pan Am's arms, right? Like comforting yeah. each other Pan Am and that's who when wasn't you... your girlfriend my girlfriend broke up with me yeah right that's why pan am is really the best like like, like literally anyways. say you have like it's stated that you have less than a month to live and she's just like hey here's the time where i'm gonna peace out now before you die because i don't want to see it and it's like okay thanks bye um but <laughs> it's like i, I would have preferred that ending to like showing closure or have there be a happy ending where you do figure out a cure for yourself i don't like this like nebulous so, somewhere in the future maybe like oh come on so just end the story or don't like now can i tell you why it was more frustrating to me that like my girlfriend broke up with me at the end and we kind of get this ambiguous thing hmm. so i did the quote-unquote special ending since i was like a completionist run um it turns out that i accessed the point of the game where i have a 70 percent um friendship with johnny so therefore there is a third option at the end rather than it's like oh you go with takamura and you just sell your soul to Arasaka. Two, you let Johnny take over and go with Rogue and blow up the whole place. Or three, you go with the Alicados. The third option, sorry, the fourth option is that you and Johnny take on all of Arasaka solo so that no one else gets hurt. No one else has to die. It's just you two on this complete solo suicide mission as one last hurrah. If you live, you live and like no one else dies. No one else gets hurt. And then like you can have the future where like maybe you can live in your body because Johnny at this point cares about you enough that he is willingly like he's going to willingly give you the body in the end. There's no argument. He literally gives it up. So I go on this solo mission this complete crazy thing and it's done in the game it's called don't fear the reaper and it's done in the game if you die at any point in this mission you're taking all the there's no checkpoints you're taking all the way back to the like beginning of like the point of no return so this is like a super crazy mission beat it on the first try because net running and i just like kept like doing net run stuff and then hide behind a wall wait till it goes back like it was very easy for me because i wasn't a physical person and so so like you do this crazy mission where it's like i'm doing this so that no one else has to get wrapped up in my mess i'm doing this to protect all of my friends i'm doing this so that they can like regardless of what happens to me they can find happiness and it's known that i even called judy before i go into this crazy crazy mission tell her it's like this is what i'm about to do like I'll see you on the other side. And then she breaks up after I sacrificed everything for all my friends. She breaks up with me after I sacrificed everything specifically for her and for Pan Am. Like, I didn't want the Alicados to get her. I didn't want Rogue to die if I did the Johnny thing. Like, everybody lives. Everybody, like, you go and, like, talk to everybody. Like, they're the other thing. And it's, like, a really, like, cool thing because, like, everybody lives. But your girlfriend breaks up with you because, you know whatever that's it and it's like the thing is i didn't choose to be the legend at the end what i chose is for everybody to live and it, the one way they could have remedied it remedied it remedied it is if they gave me the choice to either go with judy or stay in night city at the end like gave me one last choice that's the old that's the, like a perfect way because i would have gone but, oh i've been wanting to get out of night city this whole time it's like yeah me too let's go right <laughs> it's just like yeah and it's just like i did not choose that and but the thing is, I what I did like, because I know you didn't really like Silverhand that much, 
but I did all the quests. I did like I don't know if you ever did like the silver hand side quest where like you let him take over your body and like he and Rogue try to get revenge on Adam Smasher and then you have like a romance scene where he's in your body like like no. trying to romance Rogue and then you meet up with um his old bandmate Carrie and um that's another romance choice in the game which I thought it was very weird that the only um male male romance option was if you p- complete more than three quarters of the game is the only male male romance option is no Carrie. it's not oh you can romance carry before that no there's a there's a main romance option that's male male oh who uh i think the corpo guy oh i never met him because there's corpo guy cop guy oh i never is... met the corpo guy whoops yeah Judy and Pan Am, and I did three of those, and I didn't do the Corpo like, guy. Like, who, who's the Corp? What, what's the Corpo? I did. I did like oh, one of his missions, and I'm like, I would not hang out with you. Who? But I believe he's the male male option. If and I might be wrong, I could be wrong about that. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find out who who the Corpo guy was because I I never met the. I don't know how, but I never met the Corpo guy. I thought it was Either in the chain way. of that politician one. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe I just thought it was because they were all wearing suits and I didn't pay attention to the corpo. Nope, door. it's there's no corpo guy. There's five, well, four. There's Judy, Pan Am, River, Carrie, and technically Meredith Stout, but she's more of a hookup. And then Rogue, which is through the Johnny. I quest. could have sworn there was a whole other um nope tree here. Nope. Nope. So so yeah, the only male, oh, well, male I'm one wrong. is more I'm than three quor- more than three quarters through the game, and you have to go through like the special side quest Johnny quest first to get to it. So I thought that was a little it's a little upsetting, but whatever. Um they they made their choices and they, they made their bet they can lie in it. But like, yeah, so I did all this stuff like to So you didn't like Johnny Silverhand is how I got off all this. You didn't like Johnny Silverhand, but like I did because like I did all this stuff and I had these like heart to heart moments. Like there's this moment where like after you do the road quest of like trying to find, um, trying to find Adam Smasher, he goes to like, he like asked pretty much is like, where, where did my body end up? And you find out he's just like dumped in these oil fields, just like unceremonious. And like, he's like upset because like, oh yeah, he like didn't get a um, proper burial. Like no one's ever going to truly remember him. And he's sad about that. Then you guys kind of like, like, you see throughout the game, like, if you do make the right choices and if you do, like, these side quests with them, is like, you do see their friendship actually bud. And, like, outside of Pan Am, he became, like, one of my favorite, like, friendships throughout the game because there was, like, times where, like, you were, like, very close and times where he would give you shit and, like, you would flip him off or stuff like that. But other times it was like, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, we're, we're in this together. So when I did the solo quest to, like, take over Arasaka, I thought it was super cool because, like, he's literally just like, yeah, we're just going to kick down the front door, go in, and we're handling this ourselves. And so, like, it literally just, like, jump cuts to you as you're walking through the front door. And, like, the guard's are like, hey, what are you doing here? And Johnny, like, walks through. It's like, okay, let's light him up and stuff. Like, And then he's, like, helping, like helping you out throughout the mission like giving you like advice like hey there's like more guys coming through this way and like it's really cool well done mission and i thought that was a really awesome moment for like it's like yeah this character's in your head the entire time and like for some people he's like really antagonistic but like for me i made friends with this dude and then we like <laughs> go to we make we go to mikoshi and like the whole thing i have see, seen parts of the other stuff where like you can like really like piss him off and he'll be like yeah i want the body i'm gonna take the body but like me he's like hey so actually here's the thing i'm holding true to my promise earlier you keep the body 
I'm going to go. And it was like a really hard, it was like, hey, it's like, you've been in my head this entire time. And like, I don't even like get a choice. You're just going to like go and disappear forever. And I never get to see you again. And it was like, it was a really cool moment. But then the thing, it's like, they're, they didn't do a good job melding everything together in this game. Because right after he like properly says he's going to give you the body, he then says the normal line for the thing if you choose to keep your body. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, I knew this was going to happen the whole time. Like, and it's like, how do you know this was going to happen the whole time when well, you just said you were going to give it to me? Why are you upset <laughs> now? Why, it's like, why are you yeah. mad at me well, now? After, like, and they didn't, they didn't do a good job melding uh, together. My girlfriend breaks up with me after like the one time. I was like, hey, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone in these video games and have a video game romance. And it's just like... And then it chooses this life for me that I really didn't want. I wish I could have made a choice afterwards to either go with Judy, go with Alagados, whatever. But it's just like, now you're the legend of Night City because he took on Arasaka single-handedly. This is where, like, I uh, <laughs> will say there is a reason I like tabletop games so much. Because and one you get of them a choice. <laughs> is this where, like, the flexibility of how you want a story to go, like, through like organically telling it or like organically playing through whatever the story is you can never in a video game do make all of these things line up perfectly it's this is like i think this like misunderstanding of what technology is going to be in the future like oh video games are getting so much more advanced i'm like no they're getting way more expensive like yes. they are not more advanced people are dumping millions of man hours into them now they are barely paying their workers and <laughs> unbelievably expensive and making the technology better is not all that helpful because as much as people want to like gas on about it, artificial intelligence does not remotely exist in a sci-fi kind of way. So you're never going to have real organic re like reactions from a character like that. So yeah. like the problem is the story's never gonna like really nicely flow right there's always going to be if there are choices and branches it it has to be binaries of or not like binaries yeah. the right word it implies but, too yeah, it has so, to be so discrete yeah. There are segments, or they have to piece together kind of weirdly, but they're it's working within then statements that you have a limited amount of because you can only if then so much to predict different well, people. Like and you, you gotta get Keanu five. Reeves. You gotta pay yeah, him a save. lot of money to sit in a recording booth and say these lines over and over and over again. Yeah, so I mean, he killed it. Honestly, I thought he did great. I yeah well you know okay my honest thing here is however much they paid him it was too much they could have gotten anyone I didn't need to yeah they could have gotten these. anyone but I I mean I because I don't like Johnny like, Silverhand yeah. <laughs> but whatever yeah but I Fine. did because I did literally every quest except for the cops quest I was just annoyed I was just annoyed I, by Johnny I did, Silverhand I did every quest except for and there were some quests that just there was some really good writing and then there were some that just there was not good writing like the um male male romance that i talked about with carrie like his side quest to get to that romance the writing is not great on it it's not great at all where it's just like oh yeah he he's johnny's old guitarist and i think even lead singer for the band um but like he's like you know doing his own thing it's been years and he's like feels in the shadow of um Silverhand, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like his whole quest is um some people he thinks has stolen his music without his permission, and they're doing like a cover of it without giving any permission or any like um royalties to him. So he's like real upset about it. And so the first part of his mission is to burn their van with all their equipment in it. And the second part of the mission is to confront this like K-pop style group. Like, like it's like 
three tiny Japanese women, like pop idols who were like, oh, hey, Carrie-san, we love you so much. We actually were so happy that you let us use your song. And he like confronts them with the gun. It's like, I'm going to shoot you if you don't give me like the money back. And it's just like, we didn't know what was good. Like, it, like, and you decided is, to sleep with this guy, Jordan? I didn't because I wasn't a man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, it was weird because it gives you the option to kiss him, but just to get rejected. I didn't kiss him. I just looked at like, what happens if you kiss him? Because I'm pretty sure this guy is gay. And it's just it, like, it, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, that was that's what happened with Pan Am because I was like, you yeah. know. Oh, I never got the option to kiss Pan Am, so I guess I didn't do no, the No, you don't get the option, right. but you can, like, you know, like, make a pass at Pan Am, and she's just like, I don't oh, like you I like nev- that, and then you fall I asleep. never made passes. <laughs> we were just, we were girl pals, dude. We were just hanging. <laughs> Gal pals. All the way. <laughs> but yeah, no, his, his quest just wasn't really good writing. And like, I don't know. I I liked the game. I'm mad about the ending because it did feel like a waste of time where it's just like, oh yeah, you die anyways, potentially. And we actually, we don't tell you if you live and die. We're basically saying you die because you're going to rob a space casino. This is really a roller coaster. Because, you know, you were like, this game's not that good. Then you're like, yeah, this game's all right. Then you're like, woo, this game's amazing. Ah! And then you're like, no, this game's terrible again. <laughs> it's It was, this game is giving me what I need right now, which is like something to role play. Because my character, V, was a very specific person in my mind. And to a point, it really let me do that. To another point, it was very limiting. My character V was a very specific person. Cut to Jordan joyfully exploding people's heads over and over and (laughs) over again. Well, it was very specific. Well, I was the mercenary cleaner where it's just like, if you send me on the job, you know it's going to get done, but there will be a wake of bodies. (laughs) But when it comes to everything else, it's like, was a very caring, very empathetic person, very understanding, but also very vengeful. If you mess with any of my friends, those characters died immediately. Have you ever seen Leon the Professional? Yeah, basically that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, bas- I basically, like, like, and I enjoy it, like, that for the most part, it let me play that character. There's, like, some things that shoehorn in, especially that ending where it's like, oh, yeah, you have been cold to your girlfriend for the last five months. Like, would have done that, but whatever. <laughs> I um, guess I have been. So, yeah, it's like whatever. But anyways, we've talked way too long. We did, we did way too much. This isn't cyberpunk shop. This is world shop. Yeah. I, did you hear me complaining? By the way, no, because I respect your interests. Oh my! Gosh, Even if your interests are in gay men that torture K-pop stars, <laughs> I, wa- I say it's a I very wasn't. specific thing. I wasn't even into that quest. I just did it because I wanted to be... Okay, really, do you want me to tell you why I did the quest? I wanted to make it very known and very obvious that I was specifically not doing the um, cops quest. So I did every single other quest in the city. His is the only marker left in the city. Because I'm a criminal. Why would I help out a cop? Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it was, I even did the racing quest, which actually was like decent. The taxi cab ones were the ones where I was like, I, no, dude, I hated doing those. <laughs> I, I hated like, doing that. And there was another one like that, which is like, uh. but the racing one wasn't bad because their racing mechanics sucked because, um, the cars wait for you if you get too far behind. Like, I got literally in the last race, I got knocked off the highway, fell all the way down from, like, three stories, landed. And it's, like, it transports me. It does, like, a Mario Kart type thing. It transports me back to the race. I'm, like, a mile away from them. And then I drive normally. And I catch up, and I still win the race. It's, like, I shouldn't have been able to win the race if this was a real racing game. Yep. 
Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Let me Anyways. tell you what: you play a real racing game, though they are not fun. I don't understand. No, why they're not. Play Forza. That's why you mentioned like Forza and stuff earlier. It's like Gran Turismo. I was like, I've never played this. I played Gran Turismo. Like I did I not play like Forza. I, I, I did not play, play Need for Speed. Oh. I do not like racing games. Ew. It's actually it's not tricks. fun. Yeah, it's not. Any oh, well. Anyways, Cody, it's time to get onto the show. Yeah, I need to. I need to roll your dice. On, I, I need to put on my yeah. Adele music. Hang on. Okay. So I rolled low again. You might be going first. Um. So what I'll say for my story, I like again these episodes are coming out much closer together than um the like we've been recording so this is mostly for cody to remember and people have like listened to this and like didn't have time to listen to the new one um within a time where you remember i'm gonna tell you so this is a chapter i'm splitting into three parts but right now nate and danny are on yet another hunt for this like black goo wolf monster um they got the information from character jane and they're going back out there to like find this thing they failed the first time they went to fight this monster and um there's kind of what why are you summarizing your chapter before i go be you so you're going okay well i rolled a 17 and you said you rolled low yeah okay so i was doing doing it since you a were like saying good night to your wife and b you were in the process of rolling but yeah and so it's just them going on the night we tongue kissed good night you did it you did it tongue kiss there was tongue it was a kiss on the cheek cody No, but it's an audio I saw podcast, what happened. So I, people don't know. Yeah, it wasn't, guys, it wasn't super sexy tuckus. He kissed his wife on the cheek and she went upstairs. All Anyways, right. Cody, go. Yeah, you got you twice in a row, Cody. I'm proud of you. I got sick of going last, so I'm rolling better. No, you now. didn't. You just that's just how luck works. I'm skilled at rolling dice. Yeah, okay, shut up. Read your chapter! What are you doing? What? I'm listening to my Adele music. You're going first! Go! I'm listening to Adele! Hang on a second. I gotta get hyped. I remember at the time when we were studying for whatever. I think we were studying for two separate things, but we were hanging out at Gellerson. I don't think um, we were studying for the same thing. Well... Working on, working on something. I think it, this was like junior or senior year, so I don't think we were had any of the same classes at that point. So we were studying for something. You're like, hey, I'm going to put on some study music. I'm like, okay, what do you want? It's like, I'm only listening to Adele right now, so we're listening to Adele all the way. I'm like, how about like at least summer? No, Adele. And this At first I thought he was joking, but this dude put on only Adele. <laughs> only I don't understand. Adele. Okay, look. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Adele right now. I like Adele. Shut up. There's yeah, no reason Adele, not to Adele's like Adele. Adele's fine. It was just funny that it was old, It was no different. It was just Adele and nothing else. <laughs> I get obsessed with certain kinds. It doesn't matter. Adele right now. Okay. Anyways, this is a long episode. <sighs> yeah. It's great because you're getting here late. So it's really cool that we're doing you a long episode. You talked for 15 minutes about um, car stuff. And I talked for an equal amount of time about Cyberpunk. Yeah. I'm sorry. About your face. Separate your first- <laughs> but equal, Cody. <laughs> First ever pretend breakup. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen again anytime soon. Anyways, Woo! I'm never having another video game romance. I'm just telling you. It's like, oh man, I've just never been dumped Ju- in a video Judy, game, so Judy I don't know what it's like. My first is she will definitely be my last. <laughs> oh my gosh, you should be listening to Adele. You want to listen to? Dude, Rolling just read your chapter. No one cares. 
I don't, I don't care. I don't think you understand. You know, Jordan, the point of a podcast is the banter. Just read your chapter. You look like you want to die. I do. Read your fucking chapter. You ready? <laughs> yes. We left. We we ended with Liv storming out of, uh, I don't remember her name, the old lady, the old, old ghost house. You forgot your own character's name. I did. I did forget the devil's name and, and guessed and guessed wrong. <laughs> and then I had to go back and change it. Um, Anyways. I'm going to say, Jordan, there's going to be a point where I have to do two separate voices that are not as distinct as I want them to be. And if you start getting confused interrupt me my hand. and i'll readdress the voices i'm gonna try to make them a little bit more extreme than they actually normally were so just be be forewarned editors note editor or like audience notes here. <laughs> I love editors notes like you're talking to the editor well, yes hi here i see I, well, I see you hi hello you actually are the editor but <laughs> yes anyways, i'm legitimately the editor not of yes. the story but of the po- it doesn't matter the snow was falling thick as i ran out of the rotten old house into a whiteout I could feel the cold biting through my clothes, racking my body with shakes, but I just didn't care anymore. I didn't know why I came here to this horrible old house or this stupid town. She knew. She knew she was going to hurt me, She and she showed me anyways. She could have warned me, like, hey Liv, you were a cold-blooded killer before you got your memory wiped, so maybe just be grateful. It's probably better that you forgot, but no, she just, but no, she loved that she got to just drop all of this on me at once. I staggered to a stop in the white void. There was nothing all around me, and I found it relaxing. I sunk to my knees and whimpered into the cold. I was a monster. I had known all along. I was made to bring ruin and death. I sat in misery, glad for the isolation, glad to not have to relive my old life anymore, and glad that it was enough for me to just stay here and perish. While I sat, I felt my back stiffen. Disgust gripped me like a foul smell that I was all too familiar with. I began to retch, tears pouring from my burning eyes, as I waited to see what was happening. Out of the white, a figure staggered towards me, struggling in the snow. The figure that melted into my view was weird and did not belong. His face was handsome but smug. He had dark hair combed back and looked gleeful to see me. He was walking barefoot, wearing a simple black suit. I could see fine lines of metal running through his body as he crouched down next to me. Up close, one of his jacket sleeves was empty, flapping in the breeze. The man was missing an arm. Oh, hey, Liv. How great to see you again. You have really made me look bad in front of the boss. But don't worry, little Liv. We have plenty of time to catch up and for you to make up for what you did to me. I... I don't know who you are... Oh, I really managed to do a number on you. My talent has always been memory torture, but you just had to make that difficult. You're the one that fucked my brain all up? Well, I just wanted to torture you a bit. You know, give the goats an edge, but you just had to go in, go and not die and attack me in the middle of me trying to break your mind. Oh, well, doesn't matter. It's time to go back. Time to go back and face Harry. My mind was racing. That mechanical mass of limbs and a normal head stuck in the middle of it. A nightmare to behold. I would rather die here in the snow. I was never going back there. Never again, no matter what. No! No, please don't take me back there! I don't know what I did to you, but please, it isn't worth it! He's a monster! 
Of course he's a monster, but so am I, and so are you, so don't seek for pity from me. You will receive none. He lunged forward, grabbing my face. He had... Mm. He hand-cold. His, cold, okay. his cold hands rumbling like small motors wriggled under his flesh. As the hand clamped down tighter and tighter, pain lancing up my chin. What? What did I do to hurt you or... No, 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 little Liv. You didn't do anything to me, you little fool. You were better than me. And that is plenty bad enough. A look of revulsion, with a look of revulsion on his face, he pushed me backwards, sprawling in the snow. I should fight him. I felt the desire rise in me. I could pull him limb from limb. But then I remembered my old face's glee as I broke fingers. I just slumped in the snow, smelling sulfur. He would just make me more of a monster. That's, that's all I did. Just not be as useless. Just not be as useless as you. Fuck you, man. That's not my fault. It's yours. Oh, Liv, don't be like that. We're rivals for sure. And this will take time for you to get past. But Harry will forgive you eventually. But not before he promotes me. A few times in the intervening hundred years it will take. I started to shuffle backwards in the snow. Um, I started... Why? This is the typo that I put in there that just made me pause. I started to shuffle backwards in the snow snow, which <laughs> isn't funny, but made me laugh. <laughs> snow snow. <laughs> Anyways, I have a small child. He says things like snow snow. I, so. I don't know. I just, you said snow snow. And I immediately thought of snoo snoo from Futurama. <laughs> Anyways, I started to shuffle backwards in the snow. The unworldly suited man crawling toward me haunting in his clothes that didn't care about the cold or about the snow or the biting cold this man out of nowhere come to drag me to hell come on Liv, you've had enough of a vacation at this point surely you figured out these people don't want you and that you can't be with them no that isn't true i don't have to go back oh sure you can stay here you know it won't end right though can you live with that, Livy? Can you live with me burning this little town to the ground? Letting every demon from the city tear through every man, woman, and child, and whatever else happens to live here? I've killed those goats before, and we can... Those are just the start, Livy. You don't remember, do you? Goats are the lowest of our servants. Wait till you see the cyber dragon, or my personal favorite, <laughs> the creeping glow fear. We could erase this place without hardly lifting a finger. Or what if Henry was to make a visit? Imagine how... Did I say Henry or Harry? Yep, you absolutely did. I was about to correct you. It's written Hen <laughs> It's written Harry. I just said it wrong. I don't know what's wrong with it. Anyways. I, I was about to jump in, but you got it. <laughs> or what if Harry was to make a visit? Imagine how many souls he might damn. Just leave me alone. I just want to be alone. Oh, Liv, please keep begging and give me an excuse. You know... Harry will be pissed if I have to charge all of this. It's expensive to full apocalypse a city. But hey, at this point, I just want the revenge. My shoulders slump. He's right. I know he's right, but I still don't want to listen. Best of all, he lays a hand on my shoulder. I can help you remember what you've forgotten. 
There was a muffled snap through the snow, and a shower of spark and a shower of sparks flies off the head of the suited man. He's knocked back in the snow, metal showing under torn skin on his skull. He leaps back up to his feet and snarls, Who do you think you are? Bang! Another shower of sparks, and another notch in the metal right next to the first is carved into his head. You are calling down the wrath of the devil in the city, you know that! Bang! 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 No, Leonard, stop! It isn't worth it! I'll just go with him and you don't- you don't want all this! They'll- they'll destroy Bolivia! Yes, you peasant, this does- this matter doesn't concern- Bang! The last bullet tore through his eye, exposing burning lights and wires behind the socket. Blood dripping into the snow, and blood dripping into the snow. The man scrambled to his feet. If you change your mind and want to save this shithole, he snarled, call me. He dropped a plain business card on my lap with a phone number and a name, Herb, on plain bone white paper with shiny, slightly inlaid text, and I think there might have even been a watermark. More shots rang out, but he was already disappearing into the snow, shouting over his shoulder, We'll talk again, you bitch! Don't worry! Leonard crunched through the snow and sat down with me. White powder collecting on the brim of his black cowboy hat. We just sat there. Time stretched on. Neither of us spoke. We just watched the snow erase more and more of the ground. I watched it pile up on Leonard's canvas jacket, but he didn't move or seem to be bothered. Eventually, his jacket became more white than black, and I snorted. Or maybe sobbed. If we don't move, all anyone's gonna find is a couple of snowmen. Hmm. Leonard looked mad, which didn't make sense to me. What did he have to be surly about? I was the one with a sentence to hell. I was the one that was some kind of killer monster. What? I'm just saying you should go soon. You don't have to freeze out here on my account. Hmm. Jesus, Leonard, would you just spit it out? You clearly want to say something. You were gonna leave. Yeah? Why would you do something so stupid? I mean, this town is not great, but it can't be as bad as an actual hell. I'll admit I'm biased, but come on, Liv, that's pretty harsh. What? No, Leonard, I wasn't gonna leave because I don't like it here. I wanted to leave because I'm putting you in danger, and because people don't want me here. Who doesn't want you here? Rachel almost tased me. Isn't that really what happened, or did you eat takeout and get a spare room to sleep in? Whatever, you clearly don't like me. Well, you got me there. I don't like you, per se. I'm not planning on being your best darn friend. See what I mean? You don't even like me. You clearly don't want me. What does that have to do with it? I do not like... mm, I do not like half of the things in this town. That is not what being this place means. What? Sorry, what? Your grammar is confusing, Leonard Jesus. We accept anyone we can make space for, Liv. Not the monsters we like, not the monsters that are nice. We make room for things that kill humans and lust for blood. We do that because we think some things are worth keeping alive for their own sake, not because they help us. Nothing in this town makes my life easier, but when I when have I ever wanted easy or shoot, even happy? I want to be in awe of the fear in this town. I don't associate with monsters because I crave safety. Leonard, did you hear what he said he might bring? He said he was going to bring a dragon or... 
You think I don't want to meet a dragon, Liv? I would <laughs> gladly die to see a dragon. You know, Liv, where I am in my life, that is true. I would gladly die if it meant meeting a dragon before I pass. I would give whatever years I have left in this town just to know that a dragon exists. But that's that doesn't make any sense. Sure it does, Liv. I believe in beauty, that's all. But the town, the demon said he would burn down the the town and he said that Liv Bolivia is not worth a darn if we roll over and show our belly every time someone wanted one of our citizens back. You came here looking for sanctuary. You have not gone out of your way to hurt others. You can stay here till you live, not that demon, till you want to leave. Not because I like you, but because this is a sanctuary, and that's what I'm choosing to defend. Yeah, well, what about what everyone else chooses? You want to take a vote? I know what they're going to say, Liv, at least more than half of them. It just seems wrong. It seems wrong to make you risk all that danger for me. <laughs> You're not making me or anyone else do a darn thing, Liv. You might be some hotshot demon, but I think an entire town of monsters could take you in a fight. We can run you out for sure. We're choosing not to, Liv. My brain was spinning. What Leonard was saying was stupid. It just was. I understood what he meant, but it wasn't rational. But that's really not what was getting to me. And then it clicked. They didn't care about getting ahead of me or anyone else. It was such a simple thing. But in the city, in that neon hell, everyone from the lowest damned mortal to Harry himself, no one helped anyone unless it helped them get ahead. But here was old Leonard. He didn't even like me and he was trying to help me. I might not have my memory, but that simple fact was muscle memory. No one, no one helped for free. Everyone was trying to get ahead. I got to my feet. Leonard looked up at me, seemingly confused. Get up, Leonard. What? Get up. Come on, get up now. All right, all right, all right. He climbed to his feet. <clears throat> it seemed like a labor. Maybe he would have preferred just sitting in the snow. He took off his hat, knocking off the snow and shook off his jacket, and just stood there. He really was not particularly tall or a big man. I think the coat just made him seem oversized. I took a step closer, wrapping my arms around Leonard. He hesitated for a moment, then hugged me back, patting me slowly. So, why are we hugging, Liv? Hug, oh, don't make it awkward, Leonard. I just realized that you're the first person who's ever been nice to me. Hmm. I'm not making it awkward. You so are, Leonard, but that's okay. I can't wait to see how you react when I propose marriage. Ugh, Liv, would you stop? Leonard pushed me away and started stumping through the snow. Just when I think you're learning to act, learning to act, you say something like that. Don't worry, Leonard, I was going to propose casual sex first. Jesus, Liv, just stay out here in the snow. What? I'm a demon. We're bad at courting. This is why I don't like you. We walked back together in the snow. I annoyed Leonard the entire time and started to realize my old self had decided to come and had, oh my gosh, I annoyed sentence over. We walked through the snow. We walked back together in the snow. I annoyed Leonard the entire time and started to realize why my old self had decided to come here after all. So what I, what I, what I will say about your chapter, I loved it. 
First of all, I laughed when you said Cyber Dragon because that's the like most badass thing I've heard in this story. So yeah, I'm gonna come to this and I'm bringing a Cyber Dragon. It's like I don't even know what that means, but that sounds cool. <laughs> a freaking Cyber Dragon? What? Um, it's I really, Cyber Dragon. really liked um, the Cyber Dragon 2077. Oh, I really liked the ending of the chapter of them just like playfully like joking with each other and then like um the whole talk of like I don't like you, but it's like you're part of this town. I, I just the way you structured it based off of everything that's happened, you, you did a very good character build to this moment. Like yeah. this makes sense. It's not like in some other stories I've read or some other stories I've told where it's just like suddenly they're friends or suddenly this like this thing is happening. You did a very good build, especially his talk about, oh, yeah, it's like a cyber dragon. I would love to see that. I want to see the beauty and fear or whatever the line was. But that makes so much sense based off like three or four chapters ago where he had the story with the minx or whatever that was like jumping. the It's like you did a very good job of building the emotional moments and having them all pay off. I, I thought I this that. chapter structurally worked out better than a lot of my other ones have. And it, it did it it worked as like a good summation of like the first third ish, maybe half of my story. Um because it kind of sets the stage for it makes Liv understand why the town would help her without knowing her and also yeah. kind of uh I guess kind of serves as like the a moral thesis for what the town is supposed to be um, in a way that I've kind of been like hinting at, but never just like directly said. And I don't know that Leonard has ever directly said, but it's kind of like always been there as this like passive thing in the back of my mind. But these two have never had that conversation of like, why would you even bother doing this? Like it's yeah. detrimental to you. And he's like, that's my entire life. I'm like, this is not, this does not help me. Uh, this is yeah. what I am doing is actively suicidal in a way. Like this is not leading to a long, healthy life and a retirement. This is dangerous and might kill me. I would rather do that. <laughs> like I'm doing something dangerous. I know it, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. I, I, I really liked this chapter. I like your story a lot. I look forward to hearing it every like five weeks at this point. <laughs> but yeah, I, right. I also do just kind of like enjoy that thing of like, Leonard's still from another time and Liv is still crass. So like, yeah, I, I, I love, I love the juxtaposition between the two characters. I love how yeah. crass Liv is because Liv's crassness reminds me of my own. And I really appreciate yeah, that. Right. It's, it's, it's very much, like, what's the worst it's very thing? much if me and you hung out. It's just like, it's like, like what's I, the I, worst I, thing you could say to a like grumpy old man who's offering casual was, sex. Yeah. It's, what if it's, we had casual hilarious. sex? Like, no, ah, stop it. <laughs> I, I, I I really I I got a good laugh at that part. You did you did a very good job with the dialogue and like your characters feel real and I appreciate that. I was I was I was especially happy with the end of this chapter, but also yeah. the beginning like her. Well, and this is mm, well, I know this is a little bit spoilery, but there is also this thing of like her dealing with the morality of being a thing that wants to do violence and yeah. whether or not that should be what restraining that looks like and what that means, like her not fighting that guy in that moment when she yeah. wanted to, well, what does it mean to not, what does it mean to, uh, that's kind of the next bit to play with. So, so there are times, so I, jeez, uh, I'm not, I hate that I always have to do this. So I read a lot of like anime, play a lot of video games. There's a thing that you did that like reflects on that is like the big reveal of your character is not who we have been like, made to know so so yeah she's crashed and kind of violent but like she's a 
we find out that she's a demon and she finds out that she's a demon who was very willing to just hurt people all the time and to betray people and like no holes bar on everything in her life like snapping fingers and she finds that out and has a moment where she kind of like gives up it's like oh i'm not who i thought i was then who the heck am i and i think you handled that whole section very well yeah i because it was like there's like a structural issue of i wanted to introduce a recurring bad guy of some sort you know like he's gonna come back right um herb so he couldn't get killed in that moment right and i almost didn't want it to be a fight but then it kind of means like well Liv would fight this person normally so why isn't she and it's like well she's just kind of saw what happens when she goes you know full ham with the violence that it's snapping a crying woman's finger while she's like laughing gleefully and it's like well that's bad (laughs) don't want to do that um yeah stab your finger stab your neck so anyways that's that was kind of the yeah i thought there was a good character justification for this being a conversation instead of a fight you know yep and i am going to try to read through my part as fast as possible i'm sorry honestly here's the thing here's the thing the ship sailed so it doesn't matter like no i mean for you i mean for you to go to no sleep. what i'm saying is shot, that like, that ship has already sailed so you're fine we're already in it I'm doesn't so matter so, i'm so sorry jordan shouldn't have, we shouldn't have recorded jordan a week ago i skipped a night of sleep and learned how to paint cars so okay anyway so um, you're you know fine about, i haven't I already, <laughs> I already explained what my story is happening um we're just gonna pick up right where i left off um they Nate Danny had a conversation about like the will to live and like what does it mean to like want to live, et cetera, et cetera. And we're picking up right as they found like some of this black liquid in the forest. <laughs> Sorry, not wasting your time. You're you're fine. Don't Nate- worry about it. Okay, and so when I say the creek, I mean like the black liquid formed like a little creek. Anyways, Nate and I walked around one side of the creek, following it away from the general path and further into the woods. We passed a branching path that led to a clearing with the old abandoned church. It was a nightmare of white peeling paint with exposed rotting wood. The cross on the top of the building remained intact, but with the aging roof, it stood at a crooked angle. The church was in better shape than the other buildings we came across, but was a, but was still a run-down eyesore. Nature was consuming its front steps. Its doors, while standing, were beaten down enough by the elements to barely be hanging on. The roof was missing most of its shingles, and the building had probably flooded repeatedly through, through the rains. Because it was so dark out, I couldn't tell if the creature had visited the building or not, but I assumed that it left no stone unturned. As we were passing the church in the distance, Nate's phone rang, cutting through the silence with an obnoxious beeping ringtone. I recognized the ringtone as the one Nate set for Eli. They shot me a concerned look before they abruptly stopped and let the shotgun hang from the strap around their shoulders as they dug, it, dug through their pocket for their phone. Despite the distraction, they kept one hand on the gun while holding their phone with the other. Yo, what's up? Nate answered the phone coldly. They clicked on the speakerphone so I could hear what Eli had to say. Ah, so you're still mad at me. Eli's dry tone crackled over the speaker. My personal feelings don't matter right now. What's going on? Nate said in the same cold tone. Okay, then, Eli said, brushing off Nate's annoyance and moving on. We finally got the lab reports back from the samples he brought in. And what is it? What's the verdict on this thing? I cut in. I was itching to know what it was that we were facing. We found the source, we faced the monster, but I still didn't know what any of this actually meant. 
None of this was anything No Name had ever faced before. Sure, that happens. New anomalies appear from time to time. But I don't think when I join, there will be anything that would surprise even Eli and Alistair. Well, the substance has evolved and changed, but the very base of it is man-made. It seems to be a cocktail of chemicals that have been manipulated continuously until it became what it is today, he responded. Then add a bit of anomalous energy and you have a semi-sentient rage-filled murder goo, Nate said flippantly. From the test, it seems like the individual particles move separately and randomly, but as they mass together, they seem to work as one unit. Though the intelligence of the mass does not represent what you guys said you encountered, Eli continued. Only until the mass latches onto something else does it seem to grow and learn from the world around it. There were traces of animal remains in the large sample that you gave us. Based on what, based on that, it seems like your theory of this being a parasitic slime and taking over another animal to survive was right. That's all and well, but why hasn't every animal we've come across been taken over by this thing? Why have we seen birds and squirrels and whatnot picking at the goo without any problem? I interjected again. Maybe the goo can only latch on to certain animals. Maybe something that is strong and healthy can reject its influence, Nate guessed. Eli cleared his throat loudly to silence Nate and I. That was one thing I noticed about him immediately. He hated being interrupted. I could get behind that, usually, but right now it seemed irrelevant. Every answer led to another question. The science division is still working on the details, but it seems like the life cycle of the goo, once separated from the main mass, is relatively short. Without a food source or connection to the main body, the particles dry out or dissolve, Eli stated, trying not to let his annoyance from being interrupted creep into his diplomatic tone. Then what is its food source? Nate asked. Both the remains that it absorbs into its main body and what seems to be unevolved particles of the same type that it is, Eli replied. And that's why it keeps in the same area so that it can return to the source and survive, I said, excited to finally have one of our questions answered. It was like an aha moment for me. That's probably why it's getting bigger as well. It keeps absorbing those unevolved particles and turning it into part of its main body. We have samples of what we think the source is, so we can confirm that when we are back, Nate said. A small smile crept across their face. I think they were glad that we finally had something tangible for this job. We were no longer flailing. I was happy, too. It felt like we were on the right path now, instead of groping around in the dark like we were before. Ah, so you found the source? Eli's voice crackled from the speaker again. Yeah, we found a mass of the black goo. It's more liquidy than the stuff we found before. It's probably the same substance before it underwent its monstrous transformation, Nate said matter-of-factly. Judging by the fact that you said it was man-made, I wouldn't be surprised if this mass of back, uh, if this mass of liquid took us to the front of the door of one of those companies back here. It would all make sense then. Sounds like you're on the right path. Keep up the good work. I knew I could count on you two, Eli said in his strong diplomatic tone. You say that now, Nate said in a bit of a whisper. Nate, come on, now's not the time for that, I whispered back. But they rolled their eyes at me. It wasn't time to focus on that. I had something more important on my mind. Oh, Eli, by the way, how's Jane doing? Have you guys released her yet? Miss Myers is doing fine. There were very little traces of the substance in her bloodstream. Most of it exists at the bite as more of a topical fungus like ringworm. It seems like her body is doing a good job fighting off, fighting the anomaly off. The science department... Yes? Do you just off the cuff know about topical funguses? 
or or did you have to look up a topical fungus and realize that ringworm is a topical fungus? I mean, A, I've had ringworm before. B, Trin's cat has been dealing with ringworm a lot. And C is like ringworm and athlete's foot are the very are the most common topical funguses. <laughs> I didn't know ringworm was a topical fungus. I didn't know what it was. It's just weird. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no. I've I've had ringworm before. I always thought it was like a bug, like actual worm. But yeah, no, it's just a topical fungus, and it's called ringworm because like it forms like a ring, and it's like a yeah, just the shape of it is like this really nasty like red yeah, ring fungus. Right. Yeah, and I only point to this. No one can see this, but I only point to a specific spot is because this is where I had ringworm. <laughs> I randomly got it done. Anyways, back to the middle of this dialogue sentence. <laughs> The science division is working on a substance that will kill and dissolve our anomaly, removing all traces of it, Eli said. Honestly, nothing made me happier in this moment than hearing Jane will be okay. A topical fungus sucked, but it was better than her life being at risk. Now that you point that out, yes, me just like understanding topical funguses well, it's is just, like a very weird thing. You know, yeah. all of our knowledge comes from somewhere, you know, so it's curious. Just be like, why did you say topical fungus instead of infection or like whatever? It's like, oh, I had ringworm once. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I have it. it yeah, I yeah, yeah. It. No, but, it, but it is a very like oddly specific thing that I had. It's like, I, I don't know. I'm not changing it because I, I like that. No, Anyways. I don't think it's bad. It was just, I was curious, you know. Perfect. That sounds manageable. I said excitedly. Once you guys get back with the source sample, we will be able to test our kill substance, clear up the infection on... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> there it is, infection. Test our kill substance. Okay, once you guys once you guys get back with the source sample, we will be able to test our kill substance, clear up the infection on Jane, and have her released. Eli continued. Oh, great. Nate scoffed. Everything seems to be coming together, but yet we're still in danger. That's the job. That's what you signed up for, Eli said in a stern tone. I know, I get it, and I will do the job to the best of my ability. Don't you worry your little head. We will get it all done, Nate said back annoyed. Look, I'm counting on you two. There's a lot going on at No Name right now. I know I can be hard on you, Nate, but that's because I know you are extremely capable. That work before wasn't your best, Eli said, not disguising his tone of sincerity. That's a weird sentence. Eli said, not disguising his tone of sincerity. Worst when you realize that when you're reading a sentence like this sentence is bad and I'm saying it like, ah, worse. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> we're going with it. I know you say that, but you're always too busy playing politics for me to actually believe you. We will get this done and call you if we need anything. Let us do our jobs, Nate said bitterly. Okay, sounds good. Report in when you can, Eli said dejectedly. I nodded at Nate. They said a quick bye and then hung up the phone. I can't really stand that guy sometimes. I can tell he only says what he thinks we want to hear. One second it's, oh, you are the best operatives for this. And then the other second he's yelling about how incompetent we are. Rinse and repeat. The same interactions every time except when we pull him out to a bar. Nate said disgusted as they put their phone into their pocket and went back to wielding the shotgun with both hands. Yeah, well, that's the way it is. He's trying to follow Alistair's footsteps, but he lacks the charm. I think it's easier to ignore it and move on. I thought I had a pretty good read on Eli. He wore everything on his sleeve and didn't hold back. He was like the rest of us, trying his best in a world where failure meant utter chaos. He had a lot on his plate and strived to push forward and take charge of things. Sometimes that, el sometimes that alienated people. Outside of work, he let his guard down and treated us more like friends than his subordinates. 
I could see how the constant about face frustrated Nate. Having someone go from friend mode to boss mode in a split second could make anyone's head spin. You turn into someone like him and I promise I will give you hell, Nate said in a stern, angry tone. You don't have to worry about me. I'm terrified of you, I laughed, and Nate rolled their eyes, giving me a slight smile at the process. We need to keep going. If we stand too long, I'm scared the monster will specifically eat you, Nate joked. Fine, fine, play to my fears, why don't you? Let's keep going. I feel like we're really close to some answers, I sat back. Right. Nate took the lead again, and I followed closely behind. Despite knowing the creature was far away, it was good to know that Nate was taking point in case anything came at us. We kept walking past the side of the church and into the clearing. The trail of black liquid we were following was relatively thin, but as we entered the clearing, it spread out into a wide body that consumed most of the area around it. Again, it was more of a runoff, and the liquid was not too deep, but the area where it lay concerned me. Sticking out of the ground in the liquid were wooden crosses, sticks, and large rocks that designated a burial site. There weren't many tombstones, and the ones that were in the in the area were fancy but cracked or broken by a force that I assumed was a creature. The area was full of the haphazardly placed grave markers. It didn't feel like an official cemetery. There didn't seem to be a groundskeeper to keep the place nice, a mausoleum, or even a fence to keep the place separated and safe. These were all things I would expect from a gravesite, but yet they didn't exist in the situation. This place felt more like something that was put together by people who had gathered to mourn over the years before it was abandoned. It was forgotten by time and left for the elements to watch after. The black liquid pulled in this area and seemed to be deepest in the center where none of the grave markers stood. The liquid still didn't look that deep, but the ground seemed to slope down in that direction. There were some grave markers that floated on the top of the liquid as if they had been recently pulled out of the ground. I didn't think there was anyone buried out here. I didn't think there was anyone buried out here. I didn't even know there was a cemetery this far in. There wasn't really anything that was marked when I looked into this area in the archives. Nate said, a bit of concern dripping into their voice. So I guess I'm asking, what is this place? It kind of creeps me the fuck out. Nate was right. The place was very creepy. Looking at the broken grave markers surrounded by a pool of black liquid sent shivers down my spine. There was an air of stillness and death that potently hung in the air. Thinking about it only made me want to get as far away from this place as possible. Then it clicked for me. I remember reading about this place when I was a kid, and then again when I came back to Westonville. The people who left this community had talked about this place, and talked about how they were wronged by the industries that took over. They were angry because they had to leave something like this. No human was buried under the ground here. This wasn't the place that... This wasn't the place that was rumored by teens of all generations to be a satanic burial site. No, it was something much different than that. No, there aren't any humans buried here, I said quietly. Then what is it? Nate said back confused. I remember hearing rumors about a satanic burial site, so I looked it up back when I first started working at No Name. Thought I would be proactive in hunting the anomalies. This place has nothing to do with dark arts or Satan. This is actually a pet cemetery. I said back. That's so much worse, actually. How do, how do you say this is like, this isn't a supernatural place. It's a pet cemetery. The most supernatural place I can imagine. Give, <laughs> First of all, you can tell I haven't read this in a while. Second of all, I mean, you're not completely wrong because there's literally a movie called Pet Cemetery. I know. But it's spelled wrong. But anyways, 
That's way more innocent than I ever thought it would be, they said. If I remember correctly, the community would come here to bury their pets. It started out way long ago, and then it became a sort of tradition. All the way to the point where people with money will put fancy headstones here for their pets. Though, when the community... It, Though, when those companies bought out the land and forced everyone from here, the people were unable to bury their pets or even visit, I said back. They even barred people from visiting their pets' graves? That's kind of sick. Nate was disgusted. I think there might have been protests or whatnot, but those companies had a lot of money, so they did whatever they wanted to do, I said with a slight shrug. But then what does this place have to do with our creature or with our source? Nate said, taking a step towards the gravesite. They began to walk around the spot and observe the area. It seemed like the black liquid continued towards the industrial area. The easy conclusion was that this was part of the runoff and the industrial area was the source. Despite this not being the main source, something about this place felt important. There was an ominous feel from the, this gravesite that made me feel like it was connected to our monsters. That made me feel like it was connected to our monster. Footprints led in and out of the black liquid, so our monster was definitely coming back here often. I let out a deep breath and absorbed my surroundings. Something about this made sense to me. I closed my eyes and just sorted through all of my thoughts. After a moment of silence, I felt like I had figured it out. I think I got it! I called out to Nate. See what I mean? Always the quiet observer. So what's going on here? Nate said back, walking towards me. They stopped a few feet in front of me and let the shotgun hang from its strap as they crossed their arms in front of them. I took a deep breath and tried to formulate my thoughts. I was the type who always struggled to find the right way to say things, and who tended to overthink even the simplest conversations. It was going to be hard to say the next part without tripping over myself or sounding absolutely insane. Then again, everything that happened today was absolutely insane. I just... I decided to stop worrying about everything and go for it. Eli said that within the samples, there were traces of animal remains, I started. I tried my hardest to emphasize traces to get my point across. In all of my studying up on anomalies in the last few months so I wouldn't fall behind, I have seen that parasitic goo and anomalies of the sort mostly maintain the original shape and size of the creature it takes over. It might sometimes look like a venom symbiote situation where the creature can grow spikes or extra limbs, but usually they stay relatively the same size as the host. I paused for effect to try to let Nate guess where I was going and then said, Our creature is much different than that. It was huge, and while it mostly looked like a wolf, there were some major things that were off. Its eyes in the weird thing... Sorry. Its eyes in the weird moving bulge in its neck were a little concerning. So what's your point? Nate asked, brow furrowed in thought. I have heard the phrase, there are memories and bones in, in the dirt. With all the seemingly ubiquitous anomalous in energy in this area, that phrase might hold true. What if our black substance gained its own awareness but did not take over the body of a living creature? What if it took over the remains of the animals that were buried under the ground years ago? I asked. That sounds crazy, but it would make sense that our monster wasn't formed based off of something that was alive and well, but old and twisted memories of how these animals saw themselves while they were living. That's why it's able to form and grow without regard to the shape of a normal wolf, Nate said after a short pause. Exactly. It learned everything it knew from the bones and dirt it absorbed, and formed itself accordingly, I said, slightly proud of myself. And that answers something that's been bothering me about 
all of this since our first encounter with it, Nate said, brow still furrowed. What's that? I replied. Usually, with anything parasitic or mind-controlly, the creature will roam around mindlessly and attack the first thing it sees. I mean, that almost held true with the story that Jane told us and some of the evidence around the school in the forest. I think the places that went berserk were very specific, and it seemed it and it seemed to almost stay away from the third floor of the school, as if it knew nothing was up there. I think this thing is much smarter than we gave it credit for. What scares me is that it waited for us. We hid in that closet, and it didn't see and it didn't keep moving on or lose track of us. It moved so it sounded like it was far away, and then snuck back and waited for us. It was hunting us. Probably based on the memories of cat hunting, cats hunting mice, or hunting dogs on a trip, or even the memories of pets playing hiding games with small kids. I think it retained all of that through absorbing the bones. Then again, its walking pattern doesn't really make sense to me, and the reason it went berserk in the school still escapes me, Nate said. I think I have an answer for that. The animals in the graveyard are pets that were raised in this community around the 80s and 90s. Heck, there were probably people who came by to bury their pets in the same area as tradition, even long after being kicked out by the companies. I think the reason this thing has never traveled too far from this area is because it has memories of the community and the school. I think this thing is looking for its owners, searching for the love and affection it felt when those buried bones were alive. I said back. I took a deep breath. There's a tiny part of me that feels bad for this creature. After all, it was possibly made up of the memories of pets who died in loving arms, only to wake up and find nothing they remembered around the area. It probably felt abandoned by everyone. Not like waking up from a coma and finding your loved ones died. It would be more like waking up and your loved ones completely abandoned you and never gave a hint at, at why they left. When you put it like that, it's kind of sad. Do you think that's why it went berserk? Nate asked. The thing went crazy in the lower elementary schoolrooms. Probably because despite the adults having to scold and discipline and the teens losing interest or leaving to hang with friends, the younger children were most likely the ones who always showed the most affection. Those rooms were probably the last one the creature searched, holding out hope that at the very least, the kids from the memories wouldn't abandon it. When it went there and found the room empty and the fact that the, that it was wrong, it probably went crazy and destroyed the place. It probably didn't care about the third floor because it knew it was the administration area and there was no chance its owners would be up there. I guess it attacked Jane because it didn't recognize her and was probably angry that, uh, and was probably angry that she was trespassing upon its home. I finished piecing together my thoughts and went quiet for a second waiting for Nate to respond. I'm guessing the reason there were there are so many footprints from the same monster is it keeps going back through the same route, hoping again and again it was wrong and the owners will return soon, they said in a sad tone. They gave a slight and unsure glance at me when I looked up at them as if they didn't know how to process all of this. To be honest, I didn't know how to process it either. I wish this thing was simply a rampaging murder machine, not the embodiment of a bunch of sympathetic lost animals. That would make us potentially having to put a bullet in its head much easier, I said, letting out a deep sigh and looking up at the dark sky. Despite the saddening revelation and the horrifying events of the day, the sky was still beautiful as it was mostly clear of clouds and the stars were shimmering brightly. 
I want it to be anywhere but here. Then Nate said something that made things slightly worse. That's all good, but... They paused and I looked towards them. They stood there with another unsure look on their face. This is where the creature was made, not the source of the black goo. We figured out the act of danger, but without the source of the liquid, the creatures like that will keep being born. The industrial park, I said, feeling defeated. We gotta keep going. We have to locate the true source. Unfortunately, this isn't it, Nate said, their voice strong and and comforter confident. I could tell they were trying to get my energy up too. Okay, but let me take a sample from the middle first. I want to see if it confirms my belief. I don't think Eli will be too quick to jump on board without at least an ounce of proof, I said. I moved quickly and did my work next to the broken tombstone at the center of the black pool. It was made out of it was made out to a Mr. Scruffles, but those were only Ugh. It was made out to a Mr. Scruffles, but those were the only words I could read through the damage and age. Nate waited on the side of the pole, holding the shotgun in one hand and fidgeting with an unlit cigarette in the other. I trudged through the relatively shallow pole and made it back to Nate. They quickly stuffed the cigarette in their pocket and took hold of the shotgun with both hands. Wouldn't want to drop that, they said in a joking tone. Would hate for that to come alive and kill me. Though, it will be a norm... Uh, though it would be an abnormally ironic death. I could tell they were trying to keep me in good spirits, but I rolled my eyes at the joke. Of course, they couldn't see my reaction since I had the flashlight pointed away from me and on the path. This day was already a complete nightmare, and it was continuing to drag on. I didn't necessarily have it in me to joke or laugh anymore. I wanted to finish up, get everything back to no name, and sleep off the pain in my arm. You ready? They said after receiving no response from me. And that is where I am ending my chapter. Oh, wait, no, hold on. You ready? They said after receiving no response from me. As ready as I'll ever be, I said, and started walking alongside them, following the black liquid towards the industrial sector. And that's where you're ending your chapter? Yeah, that's where I'm ending my chapter. (laughs) Sorry, I highlighted where I was ending, but I I didn't realize that I was highlighting what I needed to read, not highlighting where I needed to I appreciate how it's like, here's a cool, creepy... Yeah, so I was listening to this, and I was just like, oh, this is is stuff I would never write. Like, these are details I would intentionally exclude. Yes. And not in, like, a bad way. Um, like we just have different styles and I like things to be unsaid, you know? Um, I, I want it. I want it. So, th- so there's reasons I wanted this to happen. No, it makes sense. It is funny, chapter. but I was like interested the whole time. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a cool like reason and like description of what's happening and why. Um, I tried to create a decently unique monster, but then I'm like, oh, it's just sad puppies all the way down. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, that's another thing I wanted to be like, it's not going to be like too much of a moral conjury, but I like, I wanted it to be like, oh yeah, this rampaging thing isn't just like a, a mindless beast. Like it has a point and it has it's like, so kind of with your stories, like, oh, the monsters aren't all, like always just monsters. It's like sometimes the no- anomalies aren't brainless, like things that attack yeah or, right or aren't like tools used by people sometimes like they have a backstory and have like a thing going they on. have like a reason kind of that they that. are the way that they are or whatever yeah no i like it though I-, I found it interesting i thought it was a good explanation um i think again you are using the fact that we have like or we are taking more time on this well because you're like explaining <laughs> oh, more about you. what all this stuff is which like i said is like 
something I wouldn't do, but that does not mean it's a waste of time. It just means it's like, oh, interesting. This is like not what I would write, you know? So it's, well, it's fun. The thing is, like, once I get like stuff figured out with work, like I said, I want to write a series. Like, the end of the story is just the end of the part. And so, like, these moments and these things are the building blocks of what's going to happen later. And not like, not necessarily every little detail with the anomaly, but like, things like this in the conversations like characters that we be and like the way that these two people look at these cases from case to case that is the building blocks of their personalities and what's going to happen in future things yeah so. yeah i mean and i can tell that and it's like it's working out really well i like i think their chemistry is really good like the two characters relate well um oh, thank you so yeah, I, I enjoyed this chapter. It is funny because it's like it it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this is a chapter I would not write in this way, or probably at all. But that's not to say it's bad. It just means it's like not typically the thing that I would write. So it's very different, but that's like almost in its favor. You know what I mean? It's like a different reading yeah. a different perspective. And I, I think it's great that like we have two very different styles of writing. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, I mean, I am learning from you that, like, if I do another long form story, and if I do, like, I'm, if I do the second part of the story on the show, I'm definitely going to cut out a lot of the um, dialogue enders. I don't know what they're called, but, like, the, oh, I said defeat it, or I did this. I'm going to cut out a lot of those and make it more of, like, a, like, play style when I read it on the show. Like, I'll still have that, but I'll, like, form it. Because I think that in all works better because saying i said he said they said she said yeah we said i don't know the right way to very, do it it's it, it, it slows it down to a point and yeah like, and, I, and i think that's like so so i'm learning a bit from you and i'm learning a bit like your styles and like and how our styles differently yeah i'm not saying either of ours was better but i think that both of ours work yeah they're, very they're well different. In different ways. It's, a, it's two very different voices which is fun like it's it's definitely not a bad thing but it is a fascinating thing for sure yeah it's great I, I I really enjoy doing the show with you. I do I've said that pretty much every episode of the series. Anyways, Cody. But you start uh, angry every time, man. <laughs> you come in real hot. <laughs> I yeah, I'm always on fire, dude. <laughs> um. Anyways, Cody. Uh, what are some plugs? Unless you wait, do you have anything else to say about this chapter before we go plugs? Uh, in terms, I don't. So, in terms of plugs, Wandering Gamer Network. It's a podcast. We're just starting new worlds. I'm doing basically an extended world shop right now, which is really fun. I'm having hey. a great time with it. So, you know, I'll, all of my, it was funny. We, we did this thing where we were like world building together for the setting of our game. And I was like kind of nervous about it. I was like, ah, you know, I don't really know. And then I started doing it. And I'm like, this is so easy. I've done this so many times. Yeah, yeah. It's like the thing is, like Cody, you realize we have like over a hundred and forty episodes yeah, of this stuff, dude. Two hundred and like, yeah, like not two hundred, but like a hundred and fifty episode or a hundred and fifty-ish worlds. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we we we're we're in the hundreds. We've done this a hundred times. Like, if we take out the story episodes, we've probably done this like a hundred and twenty times. Yeah. Dude. So it means that <laughs> the it felt very natural to do that for my game, and I'm really enjoying the world that we came up with. It's solar punk, which is a fun setting. Um, I also realize how many things like even though I have other people helping me, there is still it just still feels like one of my worlds at some points. You know, there's I yeah. have tropes, I have ways that I do things, and that comes through. Um, and then other than that, I sometimes stream at. Uh, wandering underscore gamers wandering underscore gamers sorry at 
Twitch or whatever, however you say, like at twitch.tv. Yeah, twitch.tv, whatever. The awkward thing is, like, I'm really glad when people watch my Twitch streams. I don't like Twitch, but but I like when people watch we'll, me. We'll talk about that afterwards. I, I want to know more about that anyways. Uh, um, yeah, we're, we're playing uh, Wildermyth right now, which is really fun. And you should come in and listen to me and Caitlin be uh, bad at video games. Yeah, I'll jump in sometime and watch. You do, I do like frequently. in. Yeah, you guys like will respond to me like thirty minutes after I've said the first okay, thing I said. Now look, it's like <laughs> half the time that is Caitlin's fault, and the other half of the time it is my fault. I'm not gonna. It's just funny. He's like, "Hey guys, I like so bitchy games." Like, he's like, "Oh, hey, Jordan's here," and like says, "Like, oh yeah, that was like thirty minutes ago, guys." <laughs> like, I'll, I'll like I like say a bunch of stuff, and then I'll lurk and do other stuff like edit or play a game yeah. or something. But I I do like watching your stuff, and like I've made jokes about your streams before, but I do think they're good streams. I think you and Caitlin have a good chemistry together. No, it's fun. It's fun. I enjoy doing it. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. Jordan, what's your plugs? Which what, what you okay. about lately? Um, I'm gonna try to go quickly. Um, you can check me out at my other podcast, um, Side Characters Pod. It's also on Podbean, Spotify, and Stitcher. Um, and that is our podcast about diversity, ner- diversity and nerd culture. I feel like I said that weird. Um, and then you can check out my streams um, at twitch.tv forward slash something I guess zero zero, where I stream with my friend Will, and we do a talk show about anime and. Technically, anime and diversity, but that's our show. We belong, like we belong, but it's also weebs belong. It's fun. It's a fun title. We belong. Um, and then I think I think that's everything. We haven't done chaos fiction in a while because the scheduling's been real bad, but we'll we'll get back to that stuff soon. Anyway, Scotty, those are my two plugs. I'm probably forgetting something, but that's all I got. All right, bye. Okay, we'll catch you all on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Just because you start the episode doesn't mean you can finish it. (laughs) Bye.